0: Our job is to to look at you know business goals, understand what those business goals are, and understand you know what those KPIs mean for productivity uh, of the of their user base.
1: I'm pleased to have a new guest on today. His name is Richard Alvarez, and he is the UX practice manager at Segesa.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, I think UX is, is an interesting area and so, uh, definitely, uh, looking forward to dig into it, but maybe you could just give a little bit of your background and, and kind of tell us how that led to where you are today.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of UXers have a very familiar story. Uh, it's not the traditional route going to school, studying, you know, heuristics or, um, Oh, human computer interactions uh, I started right out of school working for Microsoft as a as a developer uh, and to tell you how old I am, I was working on Windows 3.1. so that was a, a long time ago <laughs> it was definitely before you know mobile and internet and all that stuff um, and I do recall uh, you know releasing software <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of bugs we were working on the critical ones that would shut down the system but a lot of things that were sort of what we consider today user experience things you know they got they got uh they got um uh, categorized and uh, put into the system uh, but uh, it was a version 2 and a version 3 uh, and it was just kind of the way the world worked back then but uh, I think in the back of my mind I was always asking those questions you know we're, we talked a little bit beforehand about uh, where I work now with the over uh, you know now we're to over 2000 consultants uh, at Microsoft it was definitely the case it wasn't a question of like how are we going to build this we had that expertise for me it was always why are we building it this way you know why does it have to be that big why does it have to be over- over there, um, so those kind of questions were planted in my head from a from an early stage, and I think that UXer was kind of in me all the time. I just didn't have the vocabulary back then uh, to kind of formalize, you know, what this thinking was. And even when I came to Segesa, I've been with the company for about six years. I came in as a as a front end developer, um, and we started doing things, <clears throat> you know, um, for our internal teams uh, just to get and streamline those processes of what that handoff looked like from from a. An initial user story that a product uh, product owner would relay to a designer, uh, to you know wireframing, to over handing off to a developer. You know how does that work? Why are we doing it this way? Why do we keep reinventing the wheel? And looking for ways to, to streamline that. Those are the beginning uh, pieces of how we started formulating a, a UX practice within SAGEZA. Help our internal teams work smarter, work better, but more importantly, just kind of remove a lot of those assumptions that we were building. You know. Uh, why are we building it this way? Well, let's start by asking users what they're actually doing, uh, and it just grew into a practice. You know, I think a lot of people saw the value of not just helping our internal teams deliver a much stronger uh, product, but we could deliver this and, and, and bring these values to our clients as well.
1: Got it. So, as it pertains to the insurance industry or insure tech, you know, are there particular problems that that uh, you know, insurance related entities have have brought to you um, or, you know, how maybe you could just talk a little bit more about Segeza and and, and sort of how its insurance practice has developed.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, again, I'll state that I am not an insurance expert like we talked about. I actually think that's to, to my benefit because I do go in asking a lot of questions and trying to get to the the, the root of well, why are we doing it this way. Uh, and it really allows me to talk and to collaborate with uh, a, a lot of those uh, of team members on, on the product team and within the, the organization, the insurance companies themselves, and obviously with customers to dig deeper and understand what they're doing. Uh, so, you know, if you look at that sort of um, – Different spaces that we could play in the insurance. We're we do a lot of work in marketing and distribution. Uh, we do more B two B work. Um, we have done some uh, B two C work, so there's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, streamlining, you know, um, what that onboarding might look like, or the shopping experience might look like. Uh, so those are the kind of things that we might focus on more on on the on the B two B space. Those internal tools you know, those uh, um, uh, methodologies that allow team members to to sync up and understand, you know, what it is that we're doing and how do we build a better product. We definitely do not want that game of telephone where it's, hey, that's not my job, that's a, desi- a designer's job, or that's the product owner, they gave me that user story. We want everybody to be in sync with understanding what the goal is so that we're all focused on building that better product.
1: So to just sort of, you know, go up a level, uh, for those who may not be as familiar, you know what what is UX and why is it important? Well, f-
0: UX—I'm uh, completely biased, but I feel like UX is uh, a, a needed ingredient and not a nice to have. I think for the longest time it it, it was kind of considered that. You know, again. Being as old as I am, I remember the days when we would go into product development or software development, and you, you had a designer, and they kind of uh, you know picked the right colors, picked the right fonts, and uh, um, um, they had a magic touch or whatever it was. It just happened. you know. It's sort of that uh, madman sort of reveal, here's my vision for what the thing would look like. Uh, the world doesn't work that way today, and uh, it uh, just doesn't make sense for a business to take a guess of what the right approach is. Uh, so, For us, user experience, I like to think of it as uh, if there's a human interacting with some technology, a screen, uh, a voice, uh, a wearable, whatever that technology might be, there's an experience. If you have a UX team involved uh, or not there is an experience uh, to that to that uh, product. It may not be a good one. And so our teams comes in uh, to understand how do we make that experience the, the very best uh, possible one so that you're using these tools and being productive, but also enjoying this so that you're not being frustrated by asking, what am I supposed to do here? Or why did I do that? Or why did I force myself to, or this product forced me to, to do this thing over there so that we're working closely with, uh, you know, with uh, with our clients uh, to understand what that world looks like for their customers so that we can make those transitions and that, that uh, experience as seamless as possible uh, to move in and out of that ecosystem.
1: So are there any particular, you know, problems that you've seen within the insurance segment um, or, you know, I don't know. You may have confidentiality issues and other things, but, but any 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 specific projects that you've maybe worked on that you know you could share with the group?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I again, you and I talked a little earlier. I I don't know how they do what they do on on the automation side or the AI side or the machine learning side. But one thing I can say is that you know the. What we're seeing is a lot of data uh, that's coming through and uh, that data is being put to use, you know, in an experience somehow from a customer standpoint to help them choose the right product or from an internal process to help them evaluate fraud. Uh, So our job is to kind of understand where that data is coming from and how it's being used so that. The users, either the customer or the internal teams, can make sense of it and be productive. Um, so that's a that's a, for us is a, is a big part of like a lot of this change. that's is happening. Is you know one of the things that I, I that I'm really fascinated about and would love to learn, dig deeper and understand is this whole idea of telemat telematics. Uh, you know, my understanding is that cars are rolling off the the assembly line now with uh, uh you know with this intelligence that can let uh, um, you know. Uh, Anybody or the insurance company, I'm not sure how that works, but uh, uh, they can inform about what was installed in the cars themselves and report on that data uh, to an insurance company so that when they do go and file a claim, uh, you know, it helps them with with their frauds to say this is what came off the the assembly line versus what the uh, repair shop is telling me needs to get fixed. That's a lot of data and and it's a lot of data that happens in real time that can help uh, not only fraud but benefit the customer as well. uh, so that they can, you know, make sense of, you know, what I need to do as a as a customer to, to file a claim, or what I need to do as an as an agent, an internal person, uh, to process the claim, um, and making sense of a lot of that data, uh, looking for those patterns, and understanding how we use uh, that data to the best uh, um, of our ability for those uh, different customers. Um, comes through in some kind of experience uh, on a screen or a mobile or a voice or whatever it might be, a dashboard. Um, that's where we come in. that's where we uh, kind of help put those pieces together to, to understand how are you going to use this data and not just throw it up on a screen and say, hey, figure it out.
1: Right. Right. So, so you touched on this a little bit earlier, but, you know, are there sort of fundamental ways, the, the sort of B2B, uh, user experience needs to be approached versus a, you know, B2C user experience? For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, we we definitely deal a lot more in that B2B space, um, you know, and in that um, environment, you're, you're not dealing with an individual users, but um, a, a groups of, of individuals and 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 they don't always have a choice in the, the software or the tools that they, they, they have to use um, it's a, it's a company choice um, and, and there's licenses involved with third-party systems that need to be integrated into these things and so um, our job is to, to look at you know business goals understand what those business goals are and understand you know what those kPIs mean for productivity uh, of the of their user base um, you know how do they use these tools how do we make that better um, we know that they're in many cases, forced to use these tools. And so we want to make that experience as as easy as possible. And a lot of it it really is understanding, again, going back to what the customer journey looks like, even from a B2B space, what is it they normally do? Um, Why are they doing that? Um, And then allowing them to find uh, us, to find the space where we can say, hey, Maybe those are things that we we can start automating that you don't need to do within the tool. Um, let the tools do that for you, so that you can focus your energy, your efforts more on something else. And those something else typically are going to be those human to human interactions that uh, that the businesses need to to the, uh, still you know still need to to operate in. And so uh, we're looking for ways that technology complements what they do on a day to day basis, and not forces them to you know. Operate uh, because this is what we have to do. We we want to find out how do they work. What can they you know devote their time to and focus on that's you know more important uh, and allow the system to to uh, work with them uh, and get their job done.
1: Anything else you would add um, about sort of Internet of Things or wearable devices or you know that element of uh, of user experience and and sort of how people ultimately feel they get value from sharing that information or permitting that information to be gathered.
0: I think when it's honestly when it's done right, we're we're talking about you know data points again. Uh, these things that are happening, sort of uh, IoT uh, or the machine learning or you know uh, even auto, automation, the RPA stuff. Um, there's a lot of data that's just sort of uh, happening and uh, without our knowing. Um, and in some cases, uh, you know, it's a good thing, you know, that it, that alerts us and, and 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 it's kind of happening in the background where we don't necessarily have to do that uh, sort of thinking and, and uh, or processing or. You know, interacting with the, with the technology uh, for us uh, we talked a little bit about you know managing all that data and building an experience around uh, you know all the data that's coming through uh, in a way that's meaningful to an individual user or or a business that makes them productive uh, I think the one thing that, that I would say is that uh, uh, what we think of when we think of uh, artificial intelligence especially is uh, you know uh, harnessing the power of uh, something that is uh, uh, Many times greater than what what single human can do. Um, I think that you know uh, I like to think of it like a getting a doctor's opinion. If he was a or he or she was a world renowned doctor, that would be great if you had access to that to that uh, doctor. Um, but if you could do that with the power of a thousands of of those doctors, to me that's what you know uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning is all about is harnessing that power. Um, so there's the data points that are coming in, um, how we use that and how we experience that. Uh, you know, again, it really depends. On, on uh, you know, what that customer journey looks like, and where that data comes in, and um, how we how it's uh, uh, helping me, or or you know, in many, in some cases, uh, not frustrating me because it's maybe overwhelming me. There's a lot of what we talk about uh, in UX uh, about cognitive overload, just a overwhelming amount of uh, of choices or or content or data that's being displayed um, that really is. Uh, more of a hindrance and frustrating than, than, you know, I think a lot of people say, hey, we got this data. Let's just throw it up there and, and, uh, and uh, let the users make sense of it. I, I th- I, this person was asking for that. That person was asking for that. And let's just throw it all up there. Uh, for us, it's about, you know, understanding what they're trying to do and then using that data wherever it comes from, uh, from, uh, from these uh, emerging technologies uh, or from traditional legacy technologies, uh, but use it in a way that's productive to our users and, and makes, that, makes their lives that much easier.
1: So, again, it's uh, Richard Alvarez. He is the UX practice manager for Sageza and really appreciate having you on.
0: Thanks, Josh. I, I really do appreciate you taking some time to talk with me, too.